is where they actually make the red tape, isn't it? I always wondered. Welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. In this episode, we'll be talking to new writer for the site, gamer and mom, Amy Joel. And we'll talk about how we've been geeking out this week with what we've been watching, reading, and playing. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl. Amy Joel has been a fan of Game on Girl since the dissertation was written. As she described in her introduction on the site, Amy copy-edited the dissertation for me and made me look seriously smart. No joke, my committee commented on the excellent grammar and punctuation in my dissertation. Today, we're going to hear a little bit more about her background as a gamer, mom, and now a new writer for Game on Girl. So thanks for joining us and welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. Hey, our pleasure. So uh, why don't you start us out with, um, you gave some of your background, uh, gaming background in your introduction on the site already, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about your, your history and your background? Okay. Well, I figured I'd do the earlier history since you already got the later history. Right. We have the recent history, so we know you're, you're playing WoW and, uh, and exploring uh, that world right now. Yeah, I was trying to remember. See, I thought it was when I was a little kid. Then I talked to my dad, and I guess I was actually like nine when we got a Game Boy. Okay. So that was kind of how it started. And then we got my dad a Game Boy for Father's Day so we could play Tetris <laughs> versus each other. Nice. <laughs> cool. We did a lot of car trips with, you know, that old gray cable going from the front seat to the back seat so that we could play against each other. Nice. As you know, we actually had to connect devices to play together back then. Uh, I've, 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 you know, gone to a couple of LAN parties. I remember hooking computers up by cable. Yeah, and then we had the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yes. The basic, or the Super NES, which is now in a box in my living room. Nice. Yeah, not hooked up, but it's sitting there next to the TV. But you have the possibility of potentially playing it. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I didn't do a ton of computer gaming in like high school, other than the Game Boys, which I mostly played Tetris. My brothers were into Metroid, but I never got the hang of that one. So, and then in college, the guys' floor, which was right above our floor, was the place to hang out. And I went up one day, and now doors are all open. They're sitting in front of computers, and one guy is yelling down the hall to another guy. So I wander in, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they go, oh, we're playing StarCraft. Oh. Yeah, it's probably dating me, but uh, that was all the rage that year. (laughs) (laughs) And I spent many hours watching them play StarCraft and thinking, I could do this. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I ever actually got to play. I remember wanting to play, and I don't remember if I ever had the guts to ask them if I could. If you actually got into a game or not. Yeah, well, because, you know, it was like, no, the the girls were playing. I know Regina's, like, cringing now. Oh, no, no. It was a guy thing. It was, it was, and, and, uh, you know, to to a large degree, you know, it it had been for a while, and it, you know, just because I started out young doesn't mean that everybody did. Yeah, it's kind of funny, though, because I was thinking about this more recently. I'm like, I had a laptop. I could have gone out and bought my own copy of StarCraft. Why did that never occur to me? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was my introduction to the idea of multiple, I don't know if it's quite an MMO, the way we think of it now. No, I think it's um, it's classified as a, StarCraft is classified as a real-time strategy game. Yeah. 
but um, I watched them play a lot. Hmm. And then when I got married, I saw a StarCraft battle chest at Best Buy when my husband and I were wandering around as newlyweds. And I went, oh, I always wanted to play that game. And he goes, oh, well, you should, and bought it for me. Aw. Ah, no. fantastic. He's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I played that for a while, but I never played with anybody. I just played against the computer. And then we moved here and kind of just Facebook games. Lots of bubble safari. Do not ask my friends and family about my bubble safari addiction. <laughs> well, I know. You tried to get me into bubble safari. I played it for a while. It's fun. Yes. They changed that part you hated. Oh, did the they? Yeah. It used, you know, it used to be that you get to a certain point and you couldn't get past it until you invited friends or right. paid, real, paid real money. The last time I got to one of those, they had all those options. Or there was a countdown timer that was like 24 hours or 36 hours, and then it will automatically unlock. See, I can respect that. I can respect the, you know, waiting for the time. I, I don't want to play any social media games that demand you post on your timeline or recruit people. I get that. Yeah. I felt the same way. So I was kind of excited. Like, yeah, that's nice. Okay. I'll yeah. just come back tomorrow. That's fine. Yeah, because that's what I got to in that uh, point in that game, and I stopped playing it at that point because I was like, I'm not... You know, I had you and I think one other person on my Facebook who played it. And it's bad enough that, like, I have six friends on Facebook who play or who have uh, Gems with Friends installed but don't actually play it anymore. <laughs> because that's my, my um, I can't get enough of that game. I, I enjoy it. I don't get to play it enough because I don't have enough people playing it, so... Sorry. I know. I love you, Rhonda, but... <laughs> you you burned her on that down. one. <laughs> well, I've been playing Plants vs. Zombies. Well, and that's, you know, I can totally respect that. It's very addictive. It's I have to tell you, Rhonda, I just finally got the final star on the first set. Of no. Ah, yep. so jealous. I actually had moved on to Pirates because the last three stars were one of those locked areas, and I wasn't getting them to drop any keys. Oh. And then I went back to get a Yeti, and it dropped a key, and I'm like, oh, I can get the last area! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that they that, that the keys are area-specific, too, because they're, you know, Egypt keys and pirate keys or whatnot are different keys, so... Mm -hmm. I yeah, I didn't either until well because I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead because I got I I had the was it the endless ones left I think and I wasn't I just couldn't I couldn't figure out the rhythm for it so I was like forget it I'm gonna go I'm gonna go fight me some pirate. <laughs> so those at the end are endless. Yeah, I, endless. Just they're not quite endless, but they're like in that genre of okay. You only get a set amount of sun for them, and you have to fight the waves with that set amount of sun. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that just, I was having a really hard time with those, so. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It requires strategic use of the no sun required plants. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I hadn't, I hadn't, I haven't mastered that yet, and I, I get impatient sometimes. So anyway, we can talk more about that when we get to a rap session, but. So you talked about gaming uh, with your dad growing up. Has gaming become something that's important to your family now? Uh... With my parents or with my kids? With your kids. Yeah. They're more in the observer seat with the PC gaming. Like, they watch us play WoW. Well, not anymore because we do it after they go to bed. But when we do it during the daytime, they watch <laughs> us play WoW. <laughs> I had a proud geek moment last year when my four-year-old was watching. And enough, it still does it. But, you know, WoW would do, like, a column of light when you leveled up. Yes. And then it would flash the words on, but she didn't really read. She's standing there, and I, I hit it, and uh, she goes... 
Did you just level up, Mommy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a proud moment. Yeah. Uh, my husband's done some tabletop gaming with them, which was fun. Regina posted when our five-year-old uh, DM'd. Yes. Yes, I did. I was very excited about that. That's pretty awesome. Geek girls in training. I'm always, I'm always up for that. Yeah. So are they mostly into the um, tabletop gaming? They don't have any of their own computer games? Oh, they have lots of their own. I just don't play them with them. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, they do like the, the PBS and the Disney games online. Okay. They started to be addicted to Club Penguin, which I guess is the kid thing. I don't <laughs> know much about it. Huh. To be honest, but you have it. You have an avatar. You have a penguin, and you run around and you play games and interact with other penguins and get little pets called Puffles. So I, I guess it's a training for a real one. And uh, they like to play the. Um, we have an Xbox 360 with Connect. Mm-hmm. So they like to do like Connectimals and just dance. Cool. I like so those too. Those. But uh, oh, for a while, actually, my eight-year-old. Before we switched off the iPhones and quit responding to her, um, was doing draw something with us <laughs> oh, yeah. on her iPod. And what's the other one? I can't think what the other one was. Another one of those kind of games. So that was kind of fun. That's fun. It's your turn. Go take your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I am guilty of doing that sometimes with uh, people I play with when I when I get hooked on a game again. So I can understand her enthusiasm. So how long have you been playing WoW? calculated this out. No, actually, I looked it up. I think it's only been about a year. Oh, really? I'm 100% sure that's right. I think it's been a little longer than that. It might have been more than that. Because I think you started right after I left, and I know I've been gone from it more than a year now, so... Well, because I did DDO first. Right. For a few months. But Regina couldn't play with me. Right. At at first, because you were in the starting zone, and I was a higher level. Yeah, and I never really got out of the stuff. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I know. Well, I almost got out, but then I ended up switching over. So Right, cause, because of the temptation of the 20 free levels of WoW. Actually, it was the social aspect the right, most. Right. My friend kept begging me to play. And then she tried DDO with me, so it was like, well, I tr- you tried mine. I have to try, try yours. Kind of yeah. Thing. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. It was fair, right? That is definitely and, fair. So who was, did you and your husband start WoW at the same time, or did you bring him along? Um, I actually started first. I'm trying to think now. It seems so long ago. Sorry, I am looking at my battle end account to see if it'll tell me when I started playing <laughs> WoW. But it's just slowing me down way too much, because I can't think. You can't read and talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not very well. No. Um, it's a shocking skill to... Now, I was People doing have. DDO by myself, and then uh, my friend kept saying, you know, play WoW with me. And then I finally started, I think I started, because he's in school, so he was trying not to be tempted. <laughs> uh, yeah, last summer. Last summer, okay. Wow. A little over a year then. It seems like it's been longer, but... From <clears throat> from what I understand, that kind of makes you a latecomer to WoW. Is there a particular reason for that, or are you just busy with other games? Oh, that I didn't play it before? Yeah, because, I mean, how long has WoW been out, Regina? Uh, 2006, 2005, 2000. I think it was in beta in 2005, and I think it was the first vanilla WoW was released in 2000. Well, actually, I think okay. it might be earlier than that. I'm, yeah, it's about that time. 
So it's got, you know, a good eight, eight years comfortably that it's been out. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. I keep hearing all this. I played in Vanilla WoW and mm-hmm. Wrath of the Lich King did this. And honestly, I don't think I even heard of WoW until more recently, which says something about how much I was into gaming. <laughs> well, because when I was in college, it was all StarCraft. Right. And so I was interested in that. And then after that, I wasn't really looking into those kind of games. Like, I did Scrabble Online with my dad forever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I think I must have heard of it because my friend was like, no. It's, I started pl- I was like, I'm playing this. And she's like, oh, well, you should play mine. Come look at it. <laughs> like, World of Warcraft. I think I've heard of that. Because well, well, there's, there's jokes about it and stuff. It's kind of Yeah, bizarre. and you would have. I mean, I mentioned it and I talked about it in the dissertation. Oh, that's too, right. So I read all about it in the dissertation. You would have read about it and... and the that critiques. was my major introduction. Yeah, the critiques I had of it, because I talked about the limitations in character creation and Blizzard's reasons for those limitations as being crap. <laughs> in the dissertation. That was actually, I, that's right. You introduced them mm-hmm. both to me in the dissertation, right. and you were so much more positive about the uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons that I went there first. Yeah, because I had left WoW at that point and had started playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons online instead. And it was free to play, which was, you know, easy infection vector mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. people. You don't have to pay a twenty dollar month a twenty dollar month subscription fee. Here, come try this. Yeah. Well, Amy, how many um, characters do you have right now in WoW? Couldn't ask that before I closed BattleNet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that many, many, huh? I play. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can interpret that question as you will. Because I have quite a few I've created, and they're all below level nine, which should tell you. Something. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, wh- why why did that happen? Well, when I first started playing with my friend, we made one that we leveled together. And then at one point, my kids wanted me to make one, so I made one for them. But then I was doing that one for them, so I would only play it when they were watching. And, you know, they lost interest. Ah, uh, right. And then we kept recruiting people. And so every time we recruited somebody new... We'd create a new character to level with them to help them get started. Right. It's really hard to start by yourself. Well, at least that's how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. But generally, then they'd catch up, and I'd switch over to my main. Right. So I just kind of abandoned that character. Like, some of them I made because I was like, oh, you want to play the undead area? Fine, I'll make an undead. And then she leveled to match my blood elf. I'm like, I really don't want to play an undead anymore. <laughs> I don't like how it looks. Yeah. They, they... Well, it's very ambassador type of you to do that, to get other people to play. I was just thinking that in terms of um, engagement and community building. Yeah, you said it way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rhonda, the words are my thing. <laughs> and words aren't a you're, thing of mine. You're the artist. <laughs> That's why we yin and yang so well together. I have three that I actually play. I have the main that I made originally, and then my friend got really busy and couldn't play for a while. And since we were playing with a group, we were doing that thing where you level really fast and you aren't supposed to stop and read the quest because they want to keep moving. Right. So then I'm like, I'm going to make my very own character to play all by myself and read every single quest. And take your time. Take my time. And yeah, that one's like level 24 and just left Ghostlands, if that means anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh, 
because I completed every quest in the area. Oh my god. Dawn's like, you're not really doing this. Why would you do this to yourself? They're all gray quests now. I'm like, yeah, but I wanted to complete it. <laughs> and then this summer, um, my friend couldn't play because she was doing this intensive German course. And so my husband and I both made new characters and played them together all summer. And that was really fun. That's really yeah. cool. That's really nice. So, yeah. I love stories like that where it's like, oh, yeah, so we decided to play together. Yeah, we got to level 50 in like two months. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. You're playing like every night. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the way, it, that's the way WoW works, I will, I will tell you, especially if you start getting into the wanting the gear you have to collect the different things for to do, and you can only collect a certain amount in 24 hours, then you get stuck doing it every day. Okay, so, you have a, yeah, that's just, yeah, that was essentially what ended up driving me away to a degree. Um, okay, so there's three tunes that you play, tell us class and race for those three. Uh, Blood Elf Hunter. Uh-huh. Blood Elf Hunter. And orc hunter. <laughs> okay. Ask me about my other characters. <laughs> so all three characters that you play on a regular basis are hunters. Yeah. All right. So what is it about ranged attacks that you like and DPS? Because that's that's essentially the the summation of that that yeah, class, much. right? Yeah. Um. Well, when I first picked them, I, I liked the idea. Okay, it's a little bit of role play. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the idea of being the hunt, like being far out and attacking, mm-hmm. which is why I still prefer when my hunter has a bow than a gun. Uh huh. And now I've played hunter so much that anything else just feels weird. I tried yeah. to make a warrior once, and that whole you have to be right next to them to hit them just didn't work at all for me. You didn't like the melee. No attack. Plus, I, I'm. Still not always the best at steering, and when you can attack from far away, that's okay. Right. But when you have to be right there, you have to s- turn really fast and all that, and that's just really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I actually understand that. It's it's very similar when you play a warlock. Actually, warlock and hunter are very similar in a lot of different mechanics, because with a hunter, you have a pet that attacks for you. Okay, that's the other factor. Yeah. That, I, I, that's the one I forgot to say. Yeah. The, I love the pets. Yeah, the pets. Yeah, exactly. You have the pets. And what's nice about a hunter is that you can go out, and as you know, obviously, since you have three main hunters, you can collect, Rhonda, since you haven't played WoW, you can actually collect um, uh, animals from within within the environment to be your pet. Cool. Yeah. I have a big collection. It's awesome. Yes. So you can actually become a virtual cat lady. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I think it wow, was a kind joke. Of... Gosh, Regina, you didn't even laugh. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking three steps ahead because I think there's actually an achievement in WoW called the cat lady. Oh, no I wonder you didn't laugh. So I was like, I was, like, exists. I was trying to think if that was a thing. And I do actually think that it is. I think there is. Um, I there is an actual. I have that achievement. What? I don't have that one. I, th- I always get the falling without dying achievement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to explain this for Rhonda. Okay, there's a special achievement. Because if you jump off somewhere too high, you die. Right. Right. If you jump off somewhere just shy of too high, you lose a whole bunch of health, but you don't die. And if you do that, you get a special achievement. <laughs> well, that's and cool. I, I do that of, all the time. <laughs> kind of notorious in our guild for getting that achievement on every tune I create because I tend to run off the edge and then look. <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you a story that'll make you feel a little better about this when I was playing my um my very first night elf. The night elf homeworld 
is essentially like a big a big tree that the that has like rooms in it and i fell off not not there but on the edge of like the starting world i fell off essentially a tree branch that dropped my body you know so far below you know where i could where i died cuz you have to run back to your body in order to get back just to oh, no. to start gaming again i had fallen in a place that i couldn't actually get my spirit back to my body. Oh man. I could not I could not actually do it because I had I had really like run into a place that you're not supposed to go and my body had fallen there and and I ended up having to take like a huge hit on my on my gold to be able to resurrect back at the graveyard. They changed that. Now you just take a damage to your armor. Oh yeah. I think I had to... like a a health hit for a little while. Yeah, I had to pay for it and I took the health hit and as well, but I remember having to pay for it. Maybe not. Maybe it that was what it was. Anyway, so anyway, I had to take that, you know, penalty to to res back at the graveyard because I had managed to die in a place I couldn't get back to. It's very <laughs> yeah. I think there's a way Diablo Two was as well. It was rough. Yeah, because you especially could fall off the edges, right? Well, not just that, but um, I mean, just the whole idea that you've got to get back to your body. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you died and you happen to be surrounded by like fifty goblins. I mean, to get back in there and get to your body, all your loot is there. All your right. armor, everything is there. You are stripped bare. And, I mean, it uh, it definitely worked better later because you could you got the uh, chest where you could store stuff. And so when you <laughs> when you died, you could run over there and buy a, get, uh, grab a lesser right. set of armor from your, tool, from your chest. But, but you weren't but, running up naked trying to fight 50 goblins and get back to no. your body. No, yeah. but definitely less equipped. It was, oh, those were tough. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> That's funny. So, what? Tell us about um, how you went about creating your avatars. I know that, and then wow, you get um, a whole lot of choices, right? This is actually funny. The first avatar I made was the Dungeons and Dragons avatar, actually. Right. And that was, you know, right after reading Regina's dissertation. And so I got to the character creation. I got all stressed out. I'm like, oh, this is important. There's all these implications. I have to really think about what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like paralyzed for a while. I'm like, okay, forget it. I'm just going to do what I want. (laughs) Wait, what does this mean? Am I this? Am I that? Yeah. Um, I tend to, I I do have a red-haired tune. I'll admit it. Um, (laughs) Which I am not a redhead. They are. Uh, I tend to make them kind of pretty. And I won't put something on my tune that I wouldn't want to do on myself. So in terms of like tattoos or so, like they don't do I don't do tattoos and scars, and uh, actually I don't do earrings because I don't have pierced ears. (laughs) And I was playing my main the other day. I'm like, wait, she have earrings? How did that happen? I don't wear earrings. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so that was my first two mains. Well, actually, that was my first one. So I kind of went with idealized self, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then the one I made to play all by myself, I was kind of basing off this character and a story I made up that will never ever be written down. Hmm. So I was trying to make her look a certain way as much as I could. Like somebody that kind of hides in the shadows. So to fit an image of the character you already had in your head. So that one I had an image for. Hmm. And then my last main is actually a male avatar. Regina already knew this. Mm -hmm. Um that was the one I was creating when my husband was making his, and he was making a female, so I was like, fine, I'm going to make a guy then. <laughs> Which I thought would be funny at the time, 
And now it keeps like looking weird to me when I remember that I'm playing a male too. <laughs> weird in what way? Because I'm, we're going to ask this later, but I have come to realize I'm very much a self player. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling Regina the other day, I realized I must be a self player because I don't really see my avatar when I'm playing half the time. I mean, I know I see it because I'm steering it around. It's a third person game. Right. But I'm not really looking at what it looks like because I'm focusing on the environment and what I'm doing. And so every so often I'll go to log in and it'll be like, that's not me. Why is there a big hulking guy? Because it's, it's a or orc on top yeah, of it. Yeah, orcs so are huge, a, yeah. Huge. <laughs> I'll be like, what is, oh, right, that's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you just essentially, because you're so focused on being a self gamer that you just see you regardless of what the actual image looks like. Kind of. Or you think so of like, you, you think of it so much as yourself that that's, that's all that matters for you. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Although when I get gear, uh, this is my, I don't know what you call this, but I always pull up the character screen when I'm going to put new gear on mm-hmm. because I want to see what it's going to look like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I get really annoyed sometimes. But you know. <laughs> Do you get more annoyed for the female tunes or the male tunes? Oh, the females. Yeah. Actually, I haven't really done that on my male tune, come to think of it. It'd be interesting since you have um, several of the same class. If you have a, the a same piece of armor, you should look to see the difference between male and female. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because you, you might be either pleasantly surprised or unpleasantly surprised. <laughs> all different levels now. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. keep that in mind when I catch up. Yeah. I know my husband was playing one of his female tunes the other day. And he starts grumbling. I'm like, what's going on? I look over. And he'd gotten an upgraded armor that went from, like, a, you know, shirt and pants thing to, like, this half shirt and shorts kind of outfit. <laughs> and he's like, what is this? Are those supposed to be? Because then they were like, he's like, is she wearing, like, skin color tights? Or is that, like, really short and tall socks? Like, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, it doesn't make sense. No, that's the whole problem. <laughs> So, yeah. So I think about my character when I'm putting their armor on because I always like, oh, that doesn't look good at all. (laughs) That doesn't match. What were they thinking? I liked it when I had the helm that made it look like I had a white stripe in the hair like Rogue. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I actually am in WoW. Now you can can change your gear to look like any kind of gear. So if you have something that you really like, you know, you can hold on to it and get an upgraded piece that looks like an old one. I heard that. Transmutation. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So the the games I heard you talking about that you play, it, there are role-playing games like WoW and DDO, and then there's Facebook games. So do you, if you're going to play I, I, for, I don't, I don't know a good word for it, but if you're going to play a game that is as involved and as huge as WoW, do you prefer... If the game is a role-playing game, otherwise, you know, you'd rather be, you know, on Facebook. Say, for instance, would you play Mass Effect or Borderlands or uh, Grand Theft Auto? Right, which are which like are games that? that have a more set story evolution, where you where you follow the main character sort of path. There's choices and branches in the story you can take, but it's not an MMO where you're going in and playing in kind of an right. open environment. I might. I actually before I really got on board with WoW. 
um, was playing StarCraft on my computer, which I think is more what you guys were talking about. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the like online options, just the just the game stuff, options. Like, which, of course, I have to start at the beginning and work through all of them. Mm-hmm. I like to go, and I do enjoy that. So I would play that, but my time is limited. I was really curious about the new thing Regina's been playing too, but it's like I can only really do one real-time investment game at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's well. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, casual games like Plants vs. Zombies, although that's a real-time suck if you're not careful. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> We've all said that. <laughs> Remember, Rhonda, I predicted you'd be playing it a week before it came out. <laughs> well, and I was downloading it on the on show, show. <laughs> while we were talking about it. Still, and I think that might be one of my top ten favorite moments. Because <laughs> yeah. you could hear you could hear it downloaded. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. So let's take the big question. I know you're ready for this one because you remember it from not just the dissertation, but from uh, getting ready for the the interview today, Amy. So how would you define a gamer? In light of something I've been thinking about, I will say in the gaming community, I think a gamer is somebody who plays games fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has to take a break occasionally. Mm-hmm. But, and I would agree with those who don't limit it to just massive games like WoW or StarCraft or Borderlands, I guess. <laughs> I don't know those games as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I do tend to think of it in relation to digital gaming, though. Okay. Like computers or consoles versus board games or card games. Right. don't really know why. Would you include, like, Facebook games and those kinds of games in that as well, since those are technically digital games? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write an article called Wasting My Life Three Minutes at a Time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I am looking forward to that. (laughs) All I have is the title, but it's a good title. It's a great title. It's a great title. This is why I should tell our listeners I've been trying to get Amy to write for the site for almost a year. Maybe not quite a year, but close, right? Yeah, probably. Because it was not. It was when you started the site. Yeah. When I started recruiting writers, you were you were on my original list of people. So the fact that we finally got you on there now is uh, that's quite an achievement for me. Uh, well, you made it easier for me. So. Well, so there you go. Um, it, and if you do want to find um, Amy's writing pro- profile. On the sidebar, the right-hand sidebar of the site, I have profiles for each one of the writers. So you can click on and look at all of the articles each writer has published. So she's listed there as well. Well, have you ever had a bad experience on WoW? The gaming experience? I know. I keep thinking about that because you guys have so many stories. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I realize, though, the way we play WoW, I don't have a whole lot of interactions with people I don't know in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I mostly, I played with my friend, I played with my husband, we got some other friends to join and then created our own guild with all the people that we knew in real life that we got to sign back up with us. Mm -hmm. And so we all play together. Right. Um, When I started my own character, then I was like, well, now I'm finally going to have to interact with, like, the greater WoW world because I'm playing by myself. It wasn't that bad. I've had one interaction with somebody I assume was a guy when I was playing my female tune because it came into an area and it showed up in the general chat like... Anybody know where this thing was? It was the same quest I was on. I'm like, oh, I think I just saw that over here. So he ran and found it. It was like, oh, thanks, I love you. And he's like, do you need anything? And then we met up and saw each other's tunes. Like, he was showing me where something else was. At the end, he said something like, uh, he called me honey. 
which I just thought was funny. It didn't really bug me. <laughs> it was like, do you need anything else, honey? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and he ran off and I ran off. I'm like, yeah, if that's the extent of my in-game interaction with a male, I think I'm okay. Yeah, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You haven't had any of the experiences where tunes just run up and randomly give you cash? No, but I'm I'm afraid I don't quite understand why you guys don't like that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I know you can take it as derogatory, but I think I would just take it as sweet, free money and move on. Oh, I, you know, I've... The only time I took it as derogatory was when I thanked the person who did it and asked what it was for. And he said, you look poor. That I took, you know, some offense to when it's when I was starting out uh, one time when I was starting out in a new in a new area. And I was and it was my only tune. It was the tune that ended up becoming my main at the end. And someone came up and had been um, skinning the pigs I was killing because I wasn't leather working. So it didn't, it didn't bother me. And he handed me like 12 pieces of gold. And he's like, is this your only tune before, before he had interacted with me? He didn't just open up a trade window and give me gold. That was part of the, the, um, you look poor offense as well. But he was like, is this your only tune? And I said, yeah, I just started. And he's like, well, here's, you know, here's 12 pieces of gold. That'll get you going. Nice. So that was, but that was, you know, sort of a courteous interaction rather than you look poor. You helped him out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My tunes are skinners, so I can say you really helped him out. No, I know. Yeah, exactly. No, I definitely, and I knew that too. So it, it was sort of a symbiotic thing. Well, Amy, the, the, the tune that called you honey, are you positive that the real life player was a guy? No, that was okay. a character. So yeah, it could have been a girl who thought I was a guy playing a girl. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, well, grand mystery, right? yeah. it could be it could be that they call everybody honey because right. yeah. I mean, I was at went out to lunch with my entire team this week on Monday and we got a waitress and she called absolutely everybody honey. Yeah. So like I said, the only reason I even really thought about it at all was because you guys talk about that. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess I could tell them that. But <laughs> seriously, otherwise, it probably wouldn't even have registered. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it's still very interesting, though. Mm -hmm, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it just it just refers again back to the the real root of gaming for most people, especially MMO, and that's socialization, mm -hmm. helping people out, and hey, I've got this over here, and you've got that, and we can you know work work as a team, and everybody's after the same thing, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, I like those. Once I had somebody turn me down when I asked, like, a random person. Like, we were working in the same area, and I was like, you want to work together? And they're like, no. I'm like, why not? It would have been way more efficient. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that happen, too, where I was clearly on the same quest as someone else, and I asked them if they wanted to, you know, join a group. And they're like, no, I want the XP for myself. And I was like, okay. Oh, uh, I forgot about the XP. Yeah, because you have to share. When you're in a group, you're sharing for each kill. So people who are grinding, you know, to just you know, blaze through the game and not read the quests, blah, blah, blah. Not interested in sharing for that social aspect, even even if it is more efficient. Because it doesn't make sense to me, because it's like the end goal is to kill, you know, X number of boars or whatever it is that you're well, after. It was one of those. So mm -hmm. by not working together, we were like fighting each other for the kills. Right, exactly. Because then you're all waiting for the same things to spawn and everybody's going for the same thing. So it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. But yeah, probably a little bit of mastery player in there. <laughs> I've also been in on my solo tune again. I was in like Ghostlands, and somebody goes in and goes, "Anybody want to hunt this group quest?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Nice, yeah, yeah. Then they called their 87 friend who came in and slaughtered the thing while we all watched and got credit. It was awesome. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So do you do much random grouping? Do you do random dungeons? Is that something that you sort of engage in in WoW? We've done some. Oh, okay. I forgot. I did have one negative story from a dungeon. Okay. Kind of. It was my friend who's a girl. And I were playing and the rest of our guild wasn't on and we were trying to run a dungeon. This was earlier in our gaming. So we weren't that high level yet. Mm-hmm. And not that exp- I mean, she's been playing, but I was still fairly new. Mm-hmm. And so we joined a random dungeon group and we start the dungeon. We get like a little ways in and our tank drops out. Which Lovely. Can't run a dungeon without a tank. No, no, not really. Especially when you're lower level. Like sometimes the 90s, they can dual spec and whatever. Yeah, you can kind of fake it if you have somebody who has enough, you know, high enough DPS to to do but enough we damage. We're probably like 20s or 30s, like definitely not. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say we got another tank and they lost that tank. Wow. It was like this ridiculous situation that never happens. And so I was like, well, I can try to tank my pet, which is possible, but. Really, you have to be an experienced hunter to pull it off. Yeah. I have since learned. And, like, I know I can spec it, my pet, to be a tank, but you have to really know what you're doing to pull it off. And of course, I didn't really know what I was doing. It was, like, my <laughs> third dungeon ever or something. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and uh, so we're trying, and then some other random person joined. It was a really bad group. Like, people kept dropping, and then they would just throw in the next person in the queue who comes in without knowing what was going on. And so, of course, we're getting slaughtered and pulling the mobs and making a mess of it. And finally, this one person's like, are you girls in real life? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, oh, that explains how you're playing. Oh. Or why you're playing bad or something like that. And we're like, hello. We lost the tank. It's not entirely our fault. Yeah, wow. like, how can you blame? We didn't actually say it. But yeah. We're just like, really, dude? Like, <laughs> there are a lot of factors going on here. And I'm pretty sure the fact that we're girls is not a major one. Yep. So we had that. And we had one dungeon we ran where it was like three of us real, you know, that knew each other and then two random guys, I hate to demean an entire country, but they did happen to brag that they were in Irish or Ireland sitting on a couch next to each other. Hmm. And they were running this thing and having this like conversation, which I'm like, you're sitting next to each other. You could keep it off the keyboard. Right. You don't have to be chatting. It was like a really disgusting conversation. Like they were just saying things about girls and it was just, like, this is yucky. Can we get this done so we can stop seeing these people? <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little similar to some of the experiences that Jenny has, Jenny Hanover's had that she talks about on. They weren't, it, was, it wasn't even directed at us, though. No, that you know. Was, it was just like a stupid, hate to say this, but, you know, juvenile guy conversation. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but this does not need to be in my chat window. Exactly, but that's that's the that's the deciding factor there is that they knew they were doing that in a public arena. But to counter with a quick positive story, we were running a dungeon with some random people the other day, and one guy kept cussing everybody out for not doing things right. So we put up a vote to kick him, and everybody voted. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. I've had I we've I've done that many 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 times. Somebody who came in that was just you know really obnoxious or whatnot. I just done with you you can go away now you've already self-identified as a self gamer type but what i'm noticing regina is some terminology that's extremely familiar to me Mm -hmm. because i'm very much a a anal person um some ocd type language like um it wasn't efficient i'm noticing that she's extremely focused uh, you know doing one 
MMO at a time mm-hmm. and uh, some other things about uh, completely finishing every quest yeah, in an area. Mm-hmm. Do do you think that that might be some uh, some things we could look for? Is that common with a self player? You think? I don't. I don't know if it's common with a self player. Um, I, actually, the the word I wrote down while while she was talking, I wrote down completionist, and I wrote that down. Um, thinking that it might be a subtype of each of the types that we have. Right. Like, I, I think we could call Amy a self-completionist. Like, like that is part of, of the gameplay for her. But you could also have a completionist mastery player or a completionist yeah. role player, where, where I think that that's like another, it's another completely different aspect of gaming that I don't think is associated with just one of the gamer types yeah so that's that's part and so i mean i'm actually kind of like in this like uh whirlwind in my head right now about what other (laughs) uh adjectives we could use to further complexify i don't even know if complexify is a word the gamer types right um so I'm i'm thinking about that because i do know that one of the things i did see with self self gamers and have continued to see as we've interviewed people on the show is that collection for, for self gamers. They're often the people in wow who collect the pets who are really good at their crafts and their, their skill and the training for those things. And their you know, and all those different kinds of not completionist gameplay, like in need to get to the highest dungeon to get the best gear. Right. But who do like Amy said, finish all the quests in an area just because they wanted to know that they finished all the quests in the area. Right. Like there's an achievement in WoW, which got a whole lot easier once you could fly in the original WoW areas because Amy wouldn't know this because she's always played when it's been, when you could fly everywhere. But originally when flying came out, you could only fly in the Burning Crusades and higher areas. So in the expansion areas of the game, you couldn't fly in the original areas. There's an achievement to uncover every corner of every map in the game. And I, the only person I know of my friends who played WoW who did that is a self gamer. Interesting. So, so I think that that's an, an aspect of it, but I don't think it's, it's sticking to one type. I'm a self gamer in the, when there's a quest line, I want to continue the quest line. Mm-hmm. But when it's a game like Plants vs. Zombies 2, where there's no quest right. other than finishing it, then my version of Mastery, I'm like, Rhonda, I want to get every single star on every single level before I go. Before you move on, yeah. But completing every quest in WoW, okay, I did it in that one area because I said I would. Mm-hmm. But even I, by the end, was like, okay, this is getting really boring. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially but if they're getting. I said I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's that's part of that. So. But I do have a huge pet collection. I do love collecting pets. You totally have me pegged there. <laughs> well, just quickly for someone who doesn't play WoW, your your character's uh, a hunter. So, can you collect any kind of pets? Or are there specific pets that are designated for your class? Hunters can tame any pet that's tameable. Not all okay. hunters are tameable. There are three subtypes of hunters, and there's one that's called Beast Mastery, and that one can tame anything. 
Because oh, some okay. animals are tagged as exotic, and so you can only tame them if you're Beast Mastery. And WoW now has a new thing in Pandaria just for hunters who really like a challenge where you have paw prints that only hunters can see. You can track a special oh, pet. Nice. Tame them. Yes, I've tamed all the ones that I'm leveled high enough to tame. Yeah. She's very, she actually messaged me to, to tell me about that. <laughs> as soon and as then she I sent her pictures after I yep. tamed them. <laughs> Cool. The exotic know, pets. It's pretty fun. But there are also vanity pets that you can collect in WoW as well that all characters right. can collect. So, so they not vanity anymore, Regina. Oh, I know because I don't. Just uh, please, pets. let's not. <laughs> please. And how many more ways have they ruined the game? Please. Okay. Actually, I've heard it's but, really fun. Uh, I have a friend who loves it, so I, I I've heard that it's very enjoyable. But you have a friend in this house who loves it too. Mm, I wonder who that is. It's not me. No, I didn't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that the special pets only hunters can find is pretty cool. I do say, I think that's really neat. I think that's a real... That adds a depth to the game that is not characteristic of WoW. Yes, it made me feel like I had to be a real hunter. Yeah. First I'm like, oh man, I suck at being a real hunter. I can't track. Right, right. That's awesome. Oh, I, I think that's incredibly cool. Yeah. I, I've never heard anything, I don't think, that cool about WoW. I know. Okay, you have to find them, and then they disappear after a while, so you have to figure out which direction they're going. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end of the tracks, you have to throw the special flare that only hunters have that shows hidden things, and then you can mark it so that you can tame it. So there's, <sighs> like, the tracking element, and then you have to time it right, and... You have to spend a lot of hours. You have to stay focused. It's, it's, it's nice. I like it. I, you know... It's one of the few things about Pandaria. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Well, (laughs) it's been a really, really great conversation. It's nice to interview a gamer and um, to go back to talking about WoW, actually. Yeah, we we haven't talked about WoW in a while, yeah. We we have, well, we just have really interesting conversations with people that play MMOs, Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of the origin of of what we do. Yeah, Yeah. was there anything else that you guys wanted to throw in before we uh, wrap up the conversation? I want to tell you my follow story, but we can do that later. Yeah, we can we can have another time for that after your awesome. article comes out because I think the article should come out. Oh first. yeah, okay, it's yeah, a great idea. Yep, yeah. something for everyone to look forward to. Exactly. So keep an eye out, everybody, on the site for more contributions from Amy. Yep, and we appreciate Amy being here. And you've been listening to Game On Girl. Hang on, and we'll talk about our wrap for the week. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about our week in Geek with what we've been watching, reading, and playing. And Amy's joining us, which is always fun. Regina, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I have been watching, I'm continuing with Fringe, um, because that's a sort of new sci-fi show that I'm watching. I love the stories. I love how sometimes the story will not, in the episode, tie back to the overarching story. But a few episodes later, it will be revealed how it does. Yes. Because then, because one of the things that I kind of get anxious or get kind of tired of with sci-fi shows is the monster of the week yeah. approach. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, whatever, whoever, I don't care about this. This is just an episode. So when they don't tie back, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I love that because I'm constantly thinking about, okay, how is this episode of Fringe going to tie back to this? Because it's probably going to. 
and I'm really excited to see how that might happen. Yeah. So that's that's been really fun. And I've been watching, I've been keeping up with New Girl, even though I'm so annoyed by that show and I can't really figure <laughs> out why I keep watching it. I think it's because there isn't much. I'm still waiting this weekend. Once Upon a Time comes back. Yeah, there, but, there you go. And I've been waiting for that show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so I haven't had a lot of new shows kind of come back. So yeah. So I'm watching New Girl because that's had two new episodes. It's one of the only things that's been in my Hulu queue. <laughs> well, Friends, Fringe is a good choice. It's it's just got um, wonderful writing. Yeah, so. yeah, that's one of the things I'm noticing. Oh, and I'm watching Dancing with the Stars because Bill Nye is on it. Oh, you know, I just saw that this week that he was on there. He, I love, I, I just love him on it. I, I mean, he is, you know, not a great dancer. <laughs> But he managed not to get kicked off after the first week, even though the judges gave him the lowest score because he had just an absolute fan outpouring to keep him on the show. So uh, he's a delightful personality. He really loves doing it, you know, doing the dancing and learning. And so I love watching that that process because, as I've mentioned, I'm I'm a dancer myself. So I really love when I see people enjoying dancing. So well, and it's another another one of those examples of um, a really good example of someone who like you said, it may not be a very good dancer, but has got a really great attitude about it and is willing to try something new. Exactly, exactly. Like in the second, this in this week's, the second episode that they did, he was like, you know, well, you know, it's not really easy to be on international television, have the judges say, Bill, you suck. You know, he's like, so I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove to them that I can get better. And he did, and he did improve and he got better. And you could see that he had put a lot of work into the second dance. And they're playing off the whole like mad scientist thing for him too <laughs> in his dances, which is just really Really delightful so you yeah. can check out just his clips on youtube if you don't want to watch the whole hoo-ha oh, good, the whole good, show good, good, you good. can just see his clips on youtube so i highly recommend checking them out oh what about you amy have you been what what have you been watching this week um yeah see i don't agree with regina because we have a ton of shows right now <laughs> really <laughs> all right how i met your mother is back oh see i'm a season behind on how i met your mother so i can't oh, oh okay i can't be caught up with it because i haven't seen the last episode was um, Ted and um, the cupcake baker okay. riding off into the sunset. So I can't watch until I until uh, I've caught up on that season. So right. no spoilers, Sweet. Amy. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> well, talk about it. We are watching New Girl, which yeah, I'm not always sure why I'm watching New Girl, but I'm watching New Girl. So I do love Zoe, right? <laughs> sometimes, um, sometimes I want to. Sleepy Hollow. We just watched the pilot for Sleepy Hollow, and Agents of Shield. Which I might have said wrong. Rhonda will know what I'm talking about. Yep. Hanging over from this summer because we haven't watched the last episode. I'm sorry, Rhonda, but I do love Perception, so we're still watching that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. What did you think of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, we liked it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I, I have put it in my in my queue to watch, but I haven't gotten to it yet. No. So. Actually, we finished. I'm like, asked my husband, I'm like, so did you like it? He's like, are you really asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> So what have you yeah. been watching, Rhonda? Well, there were like sh- like she said, there are a lot this week. Um, some of the returning shows, the strong comebacks, Last Man Standing, Two Broke oh, Girls, yeah, Modern Family, and The Neighbors. Modern Family just keeps hitting it out of the park. It's just is that hmm. back? Yeah, it started last night. Oh, okay, that's why we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just... I'll have to check that out again, because I watched, like, the first few episodes when it came out, and it didn't hook me, so... But I know that everybody loves it, so... I have to go back it, and give it, it another try. Yeah, the, the writing is just so clever. Mm. 
Um, it is just very, very smart writing. It's the same way I kind of feel about, or at least in the first season uh, that I felt about Two Broke Girls. Mm. I felt that it was fresh and just very, very clever. Mm-hmm. You just didn't feel like you had heard the jokes a million times, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I felt like the week return was How I Met Your Mother. And I don't know whether or not that it's because I'm just, I'm tired of it. What, you know, it's like the last season of Seinfeld. And it's like, you know, we already know. Yeah. This. Eight seasons is a lot, especially for, and I, and like I said, I'm not caught up. So I don't know, you know, this season, I don't know what the last season was like, but the gimmick for the whole series of, you know, him telling the story, it's just kind of, you're just kind of like, come on, let's, let's get on with this now. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus you don't want to think too hard about the fact that he's telling his kids all these things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not at all. Very good. Very good observation. And the fact that they're still sitting in the same clothes that they were in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that one. I hadn't either. Yeah. And they don't, they don't talk. I mean, on occasion, like in the first season, they talk a couple of times. The uh-huh. very, in the pilot, they're wearing different clothes, but from then on, they are wearing exactly the same clothes you know, sitting in exact, I'm like, don't they have like bed sores by now, these poor kids? Because, you know, these stories aren't going to be something you're telling in an afternoon. So my husband's been doing the math, actually, for the last year. He's like, the kids have to be this age. Okay, he's got to get there by this time or these kids aren't going to get born. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Don would be doing that. (laughs) The the new shows that started, like uh, Amy mentioned, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and mom and back in the game um now these back in the game i just the only reason i put it on there is because i was a fan of psych Mm -hmm. and uh, a long time fan of james con um i did not particularly like what i was seeing in the trailers Mm -hmm. but i was very pleased last night it's a father-daughter relationship and it's a it's a very familiar type of relationship she is um a strong female character. So and what's the show again? It's called Mom? It's called Back in the Game. Oh, okay. And basically, uh, it very simplistically, he wanted a son. He didn't oh. get a son. He got mm-hmm. a daughter. And he raised her in sports. He raised her the way he would have raised a son. Right. And so as a girl, she did not get the type of relationship with a father that she should have gotten. Mm. She got, you know, it was, it was fairly uh, emotionally detached. So she has daddy issues. A lot. (laughs) And all of a sudden daddy is, I think she, daddy's come home to live with her, I believe, or she's gone. She's had to go live with him. I can't remember which something is, has happened and um, their worlds are colliding. And I just, I thought that it was very well done. I felt that her character had some strength and they're showing some, uh, some very, uh, nice weaknesses and strength with the dad and she has a son herself. Mm-hmm. And so then there's now this grandfather having a relationship, a new relationship with an actual uh, grandson. Mm-hmm. Cool. A, a male sibling. Mom, I think was even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I'd written down the actor's names, but the writing on it was r- really very smart. Um, it's a comedy, but it's dealing with some very, very heavy issues. And I was just impressed with, number one, the acting. The actress who did the scene was just fantastic. Um, 
But the the writing was very smart because they dealt with both topics really, really well. The drama, the tough subjects, and the comedy. And I'll be I'll be interested to see how, if the writing keeps up with that because mm. it's, it's tough in a 30-minute show. Yeah. It, it really is. And again, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., no disappointments. Nice. Nice. None. Awesome. Sorry. That was long. Okay. But it's the new season. I'm so I know. Excited. Lots of... <laughs> there's lots more And there are a lot about. of good ones coming up this week. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot new coming out in the next week that I'm really excited yeah. about. So, Regina, what are you reading? Uh, I'm still reading the House of Night series. Um, cool. I think I was on book four last week. I'm on book six now. Oh, wow. <laughs> you do like that series. It's just, you know, I just get caught up in it and I get caught up in the story and I'm trying, I'm actually trying to work through the rest of um, the books that are out because the new book is coming out in October. And so I'm trying to get so that I've read um, all, I think there's nine, eight or nine out so far. Um, So I'm trying to get through the rest of them so I can get so I can have just the new, the whole story and fresh in my mind when I read the, the next one coming out. So, yeah. um, but cool. this one in this book, she starts splitting it into different narrators. So, um, the first book was entirely, the first five books were entirely narrated by the main character, Zoe Redbird. And now she's splitting it so that you're getting chapters from different characters' points of view, which is indicative of part of what's going on with the, the story overall. Um, but I'm finding myself less patient with that. This time around, I think it's because I I kind of get irritated with one of the main characters in her narration. So, yeah, I'm like, oh right, I have to go back to you now. Okay, how fast can I get through this <laughs> section so I can get onto the narrator I want to be reading from? So, yeah, what have uh, what have you been reading, Amy? I put that book you talked about a while ago on hold, but I haven't gotten to the library. And thanks to my desire to completely read everything and a certain tweet from Game On Girl, I've been reading Short Packed all week. Oh, have you? <laughs> you know they started in like 2005 or something, right? Oh. It's like and you started at the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she actually tweeted that to me. She's like, you know, I had to go back and start the whole series over again. I would do the exact same thing. I was, I've got it posted. I've got the tab up and I'm like, okay, I've just got to find time and go back to the very beginning. <laughs> the I'm with you, girl. Is, the problem is I opened it on my phone. So it's always oh. with me, which, which sounds like a good thing until I realized that I've just been standing in one place for 10 minutes reading like a whole series of comic strips. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's a really good idea. I do I think too. I, <laughs> I think I might do that. I did have one act moment when my phone closed the window and I had to tab back, you know, like flip back through a whole year's worth to figure out where my place was. Oh, oh man. The next time it happened, I realized that I could just reload the last page and it so, oh, that's what good. phone do you have? I have a Windows phone. It's a Nokia Lumia. Okay. Yeah, what have you been reading, Rhonda? Um, I got started this week on Chicks Dig Time Lords. Oh. It's, it's a Hugo Award-winning uh, compilation uh, put out by uh, Mad Norwegian Press. And it's edited by Lynn M. Thomas and Tara O'Shea. And it's a collection of essays, uh, mostly by uh, people involved in some way or another with um, Doctor Who. Hmm. Um, Most of the writers, they've either um, acted in the show or they've acted in the, apparently there's an audio show or radio show. Um, Or they've been active members of a fan club 
Mm, or a convention, running right. a convention or something like that. And so they've got a lot of really great, rich stories about how they came to fandom um, when they were young and ha- how that carried them through and some of the big moments that they've had, you know, in their careers and stuff like that. And they're all written in different ways. Uh, there's some of them are interviews and uh, others are kind of chronological. And um, they're only about two or three pages long each. So it's really nice to sit down and read one or two essays. Right. And kind of just flip through them. It. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all written. They're written all by women. And they're all about um, the doctors throughout the entire lifespan hmm. of Doctor Who. Well, that's pretty impressive because that show has yes. got some chops. Yeah, It does. Yeah. Because we're up to 10 Doctors, right? Yeah, I think this is the new one is the 10th. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yep. That's what I've been reading. So what about, uh, have you? what have you been playing, Regina? Well, uh, Amy already mentioned, I've been playing a, a web browser game called... Um, cookie clicker oh you mentioned that last week didn't you no i, I mentioned it to you when we were talking and uh, prepping earlier this week yeah I mentioned that's right to you that um that i had found this very dangerous thing to do um <laughs> it's ridiculous i mean it's just absolutely absurd the, the whole concept of it and um the the structure of it but but it's fun and it, it's kind of got a little whimsical kind of thing to it but I have suddenly discovered okay so the basic idea is you have to click to bake cookies and you have to get a certain number of cookies to get bonuses that will make you more cookies so essentially you're building resources to make more and more cookies um and so you know you start out you're making like three cookies a second after you have a few bonuses or whatever. Well, I'm up to like, I don't even know what I tweeted, 33 billion a second or something like that, or a million <laughs> a second now. Um, a lot. So I'm making a lot of cookies per second. And of course, the you have to keep upgrading and different things. Well, there's this whole line that one of our listeners actually... Um, I think her name was Anna, told me, she's like, well, have you done this yet? Have you, have you gone for the, the bingo and research center? And I was like, "Mm, I don't even think I've seen that as an option. She's like, well, you needed like a hundred billion cookies in order to buy it. So I let my cookies kind of accumulate and I see it finally (laughs) pop up as a thing I can buy. And she's like, things get really interesting when you, when you start going down this path. Well, it has this research thing and the bingo center is run by the grandmas who are the ones who are cooking your, you know, one of the upgrades you can get are grandmas. So the grandmas are running the bingo and research center. And as you continue to go down the research line, you finally get to uh, an upgrade called one mind which has this big red warning on it that says, beware of this upgrade because the grandmas are getting restless. Sounds like a Borg. I have no idea. I bought it. And and when I bought it, then it terrified me because it popped up a little window that said, um, this will change the the game and you will not be able to go back from this change. (gasps) Oh. So now I just did that, like literally right before the show, I had set the timer on my phone to make sure I could see what happened after it completed and what my next upgrade was. And so I got that, you know, that achievement. And now I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to go back to. I left it open. It's still running <laughs> on my work computer. It's still running. So I'm I'm going to see what I end up coming back to. All my cookies might be burnt. I don't know. Oh, wow. We'll see. But but it's been really interesting. And, and for me, you know, I, I've talked about watching Chris play Eve and not understanding the compulsion to um, – to, to like mine resources and build new ships and Eve like I just didn't really get it and then I start playing this cookie clicker thing and I'm like because I'll leave it I'll go do my work and I'll come back to my browser and all of a sudden I'd be like 
ooh, I can buy five more grandmas. Yeah. And and that sort of passive, you know, collection has been really kind of intriguing. And that's really what's kept me in, in into playing it. So check it out. I, I love, I, I kind of want to do, like, I kind of want to write a paper or a post about it and see what happens. So. Well, Amy, you are, are you, you're still actively playing WoW, right? Yep. Yep. We uh, actually have a friend visiting who moved away who's in our guild. Oh, nice. So, um, I mean, we still play because he moved to Florida when he's not out of the country. But he was actually physically in our house. So somebody else came over and we stayed up way too late Sunday night running dungeons together. Oh, that's oh, awesome, though. So fun. Yeah. Well, what are you playing on Facebook, though? Um, well, I got away from Bubble Safari for a while, but I've been creeping back. It's very addictive. On my so I have a Windows phone which doesn't run Plants vs Zombies 2, but I still have my old iPhone, so I downloaded it on that. <laughs> so I've been playing that when I'm home. I don't take it out with me, but at home I've been playing that. And uh, I'm trying to think, that's it. I have resisted checking out Candy Crush. Yeah. And I saw oh. Regina's tweet about the cookie game. <laughs> but I was on my phone, so I couldn't really look at it, yeah, and yeah. I, I resisted looking at it on my computer because <laughs> it sounded dangerous, and now you're buying grandmas, which just sounds a little creepy, Regina. <laughs> I have a hundred grandmas. Some of them are minor grandmas. Some of them yeah, have I been... I just don't even know what to say to that. It's... it's it's Oh, I have... Uh, well, how is it? Is it wormholes? Time machines? <laughs> Alchemy labs? Okay, it sounds very interesting, and I will check it out when I have a minute. That all make cookies. The Alchemy Labs, there's like one update that's like, oh, the Alchemy Labs have started producing useless gold instead of cookies. <laughs> useless gold. It's really funny. <laughs> there, It's constantly running these updates at the top of the screen that are like in reference to what, what you're buying and what's going what's going on in your game. And it, it's really, it's very humorous. So, but. Um, oh, the other game I've been playing on my Windows phone was uh, Where's My Water 2. Oh, okay. Available on Windows. Yeah. And we're kind of hooked on that. And they added all these new challenges that make it much harder. And of course, I have to complete the challenges before I can move on to the next level. So, mm-hmm. so I was home recently, and my mom overheard that I had the new version of Plants vs. Zombies, mm-hmm. and she couldn't wait to ask me, "Can you can you download that on my machine?" I was like, "Mom, it's mm-hmm. it's just out for my phone right now, but yeah. I promise you, it will be out." for the pc soon i'll i'll get it for you so nice yeah i my friend julie is is saying the same thing she's very resentful of the fact that yeah i i only have it on my ipad because it's much easier to play on the big screen than it is on the phone but um yeah yeah i just have it on that and i don't have it on anything else and i told her i'm like it's it's gonna come don't worry it'll it'll get to pc eventually just like i said it is really fun though Yeah, I'm, I definitely would much rather have it for the PC. I feel yeah. like I'm miss, I'm missing a lot. Yeah. The um the screen's just too small. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let us know how you've been geeking out this week. What you've been watching, reading, and playing. You can find all of our social contacts on our website, GameOnGirl.com. Well, let us know how you've been geeking out this week. You can find all our social media contacts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, or our website at GameOnGirl.com. You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M. 
or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. Huge thanks to Amy for taking time out of her busy, busy day to join us on the show today and share her background and her stories about gaming. And please look for her stuff on the site because I'm really excited that she's finally, finally writing for us here at Game On Girl. Yay. Yeah, it's very exciting. Speaking of things we're finally getting involved with on Game On Girl, we have not one, but two Extra Life groups that we're putting together for this year's Extra Life event. Uh, You can find the links to both Game On Girl West and Game On Girl East on the site. And we're going to hold our event on Saturday, November 9th. So we're looking for people to participate and to game with us and also to donate to our local children's hospitals. So we have an East Coast and a West Coast hospital represented. Yeah, there are two ways that you can participate. You can either join one of the teams, East or West, and actually raise funds yourself for the team. Each team has a goal. Or you can just simply contribute to one of the teams. If you don't have time to play that weekend, you can uh, make a one-time donation or a regular donation. Um, I've looked at the website, and it, it's it's pretty easy. You can go out there, just f- look for one of the teams, and choose to join or contribute. Yep, so come get your game on for a good cause. Episodes of Game On Girl are available on iTunes and Stitcher Streaming. We also have an app for download available from Podbean for both Android and iOS phones. These links, along with the description of the show, can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks for commenting and engaging on Twitter and the website with us. We always love hearing from you guys. And until next time, game on. Thank you.